President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. What's going on, Rick Tittle with you, 1-800-878-PLAY, we have jingles, 1-800-878-7529, come on in and get heard, wherever you might happen to be listening, in this great land of ours, our land of Bulgaria, from Zofia to Varna and the Black Sea, here we is, come on in, 1-800-878-PLAY. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, Quidditch, all about chess, checkers, rugby, cricket. That type of stuff. We'll talk about it, and we are here for you. 1-800-878-PLAY. You ain't got no well about you ugly. Uh, tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app. We'll get twitch.tv up and running here in the break. CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network channel 2, and your cable provider. We will provide you with that. And uh, also, uh, how about our guests? We just, I just I interview everybody, baby. Bring it in, and we hear for you. And <laughs> writer, director, animator Zach Passero will come up <clears throat> in a little over 15 minutes. We have actress Adrienne Kress for her new film. Uh, drummer Carmine Apice. Carmine Apice. Comedian Josh Blue will be back. And triathlete Michelle Grady Fia. She'll be here in town for Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. It's a pretty good movie. 1-800-878-PLAY. Also proud and privileged of being on the American Forces Radio Network worldwide. 500 outlets, 177 countries, ships at sea, wherever you are. It's great to see you. Also, uh, did I mention I'm Rick Tittle? I think I did. Tittleating Sports with Rick Tittle is the Facebook fan page. The Twitter is at Rick Tittle. And my Instagram is Britney Spears. So you can get that way as well. We got three hours. Let's get it in. Come on back. 
wow, Total Wine really does have everything. I found a great Prosecco for under $8, your favorite Cabernet, and Ruthie. Uh, Ruthie? Hi, that's me. What can I help with? Oh, thanks for recommending that amazing French rosé. And I can't believe it was under $7. I know, right? You can't beat that price. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Let's grab some more. So glad we found Ruthie. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, be 21. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495-800-788-1495-800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. Dazzling decal on Daisy's Donuts window. Bold banner at Barry's Barbershop. Prominent poster at Penny's on Park Place. This is your sign. Well, signs. To try Staples and see the difference. Get $15 off signs, banners, and posters when you spend 75 or more. From Staples, and I couldn't miss it. N617. Visit staplesconnect.com slash printbig for details. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. All right, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on an American Forces Radio Network. Even though my team, the Warriors, was not involved in the lottery, which is been commonplace outside of one year recently um before i mean we were in the very so we as warriors fans were in the very very first lottery pulled out the card 
Al Adels went, yeah. And they went, no, that means you pick last. It was not weighted. The worst team in the NBA picked last. So we didn't get Patrick Ewing. We got Chris Mullen, who went to the Hall of Fame. That's why I'm not jumping him down crying about that, because at least Mully was a good player. <laughs> but over the years, <clears throat> the way it's weighted, if you're the worst team, you can't drop worse than four. And or worse than five, I should say. And that happened to the Pistons. I set my alarm. My alarm was going off at 5 p.m. I thought, what the hell is this for? And I'm like, oh, yeah, the lottery. I just like the drama of it. The drama. And um, so (laughs) I turn it on, and I'm thinking, you know it's going to be the Spurs. When the Warriors got the number one overall pick, it was Joe Smith. The San Francisco Chronicle out here said, we need a nickname for him. And the winner was not any ordinary Joe. No one's going to call you that. That's way too long. Nicknames have to be like Buster. They can't be not any ordinary Joe. So that tells you how that went. They almost took with a number one pick a guy named Antonio McDice. But it just... You get these drafts where there's no number one guy. You know, sometimes there's an Andrew Luck draft, and sometimes there's a Baker Mayfield draft. What are you going to do? Well, this was the draft of all drafts. Because you have Wemby from France. Victor Wembanyama, seven foot two with crazy ball skills. Drains three like Steph Curry. His, if you've watched him, is this real high arc, kind of like Curry. Underneath the rim, just alley-oop city. No one can guard him. He's 7'4". And as I was saying yesterday, he's part Dirk Nowitzki. He's part Ralph Sampson, just physically. But he's taller than all that. And he averages 22 and 10 with three blocks. Now, this is in Europe, but, you know, this isn't the uh, CBA. But still, he's a kid. He's skinny. He's not Chet Holmgren skinny, but he's still pretty skinny. He's growing. I don't think he's done at 7'4", quite honestly. But you think about what would be the perfect team for him. The team that has had guys like Tony Parker, Boris Dial, these other French guys. You think about how Popovich is so in touch with Everything in the world. I mean, he's just got his finger on everything. He and Kerr and a couple others. But you already lucked out when you got David Robinson, and then it was just ridiculous luck when you got Tim Duncan, two Hall of Famers. You can't get the third guy, right? Oh, yeah, you can. And what's funny is that, first of all, not ha-ha funny, but Detroit, you will pick fifth. I'm like, ugh, we're the worst team, and we're going to pick fifth. <laughs> it's just Ben Wallace is there like, you got to be kidding me. So then Houston, you're out, and it gets down to Charlotte and San Antonio. And for a second, I thought, if one Banyama goes to Charlotte, then Steph's going to end his career there. I already think he is, but Steph's going to play with one Banyama and Charlotte. Oh, they're not going to give Charlotte. Wenbanyama. Fix. 
Do I think it was a fix? No, I don't. But if you want to think it's a fix, you have good ammunition. And so they are the team that wins. Smiles all around. The general manager, Brian Wright, when they said, who will pick second as the Charlotte Hornets? He's like, ah, woo, woo. The thing you yell now is let's effing go. That's the thing everybody yells in sports. Let's go. Let's effing go. It doesn't matter what sport you're in. But when you look in the history of the draft, people will say, well, who are the luckiest teams? Well, the luckiest teams are the Spurs. Before this draft, they were the luckiest team ever. But if you say, no, 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 I don't mean lucky that way, who you got. I just mean lucky of who rises and who falls. Well, the 76ers are the luckiest team when it comes to rising from the position they were supposed to be in. And the way that um, it was looked at from an an article I saw by Sam Quinn, he did the numbers on it, and he did it on a percentage. And that Philadelphia, in the history of them being in the lottery, has finished 24% above whether they were supposed to pick. That's the highest ever. 24%. Next is Charlotte at 14. Then the Lakers at 9%. The Spurs are 6%. So how about my Warriors in the lottery? Minus 10, which means they usually pick lower than they're supposed to. (laughs) Which means you have guys like Von Tigo Cummings, players like that. I bet you when you were a little kid, it was Von Tigo Cummings, right now? Do you even remember Von Tigo Cummings? Oh, he was even before you were a little kid. Wow, forget how old I am. Uh, So, anyway... And by the way, the the most unlucky team in the history of the lottery are the T-Wolves. But the Hornets, if you were thinking about second luckiest, when they jumped, they got Larry Johnson. When they jumped, they got Alonzo Mourning. When they jumped, they got Baron Davis. And they also jumped three years ago and got Lon- uh, LaMelo Ball because the Warriors took Wiseman. It's not even on the team anymore. So the thing is, is that the Hornets have never successfully put teams around their lottery prizes at all. So, <clears throat> I mean, you think about the the teams that, uh, you know, as I say, who moves up, who moves down, who moves whatever. I mean, it's just like I said, the Warriors in <laughs> the Warriors have been in. Let me see how many lotteries now. <clears throat> The Warriors have been in 12 lotteries, and they have um, moved down nine times and moved up three times. So, yeah, that's why they're one of the worst there, and however we get that, that minus 10. But we'll talk about, you know, what this means for the teams. I mean, if you think about other teams who were who were lucky, I mean – they were talking about how you know Orlando moved up to get Shaq and Paolo Boncaro. I saw mention Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway was not their pick. That was the Warriors, and they were flip flopped that. Penny Hardaway had a Warrior hat on for five minutes. But Cleveland did jump to number one when they got Kyrie Irving. They jumped when they got Evan Mobley. But you know, it's funny the the Knicks jumped that very first time to get 
Ewing, and that was it. So, as I said, sometimes you win the lottery, and it's Anthony Edwards. You know, it just depends. This was the ultimate prize, the biggest prize since LeBron James. We Everybody knew LeBron James. I mean, LeBron James in high school was like that. I remember when Jason Kidd was at St. Joseph's as a sophomore at 15, they said he's ready for the NBA right now. And I was like, no, he's not. And then I thought, well, maybe he was. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about that. On the other side, we'll bring in a guest, a filmmaker. We'll continue that talk as well. 1-800-878-PLAY. Come on back on Sports Byline. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. It doesn't really matter. I I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. All right, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Uh, it is our pleasure to welcome to the show writer, director, animator, Zach Passero. He's here to talk about The Weird Kids, which is uh, his uh, new film, and uh, The Weird Kids at the ONC in France. Film Festival. Zach, welcome to the show. First of all, uh, tell me more about the Alancy Film Festival in La Belle France. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, is it's the world's largest animation festival. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's about just over a week long. And, you know, some of the biggest uh, animators and the biggest studios that are producing animation uh, premiere their work there or show works in progress. So it, it's, it's really, I don't know, it's a dream come true to get to, to have the weird kids play there. Now, you did not ship this idea to a foreign land to have animators work on it. You painstakingly animated the whole thing yourself. Is that right? Uh, yes. No, I, uh, for better or for worse, I got this inkling that uh, when I was you know, a teenager that, that one day I wanted to animate hand animate my own feature film uh maybe with you know a friend or a partner kind of just kind of put it together in an insular bubble and so my wife hannah uh she's an artist and she painted the backgrounds and i did all the character animation and uh, over the course of eight years we worked on it (laughs) so the name the weird kids with a z what were some of the other things the other titles you almost had Oh man, the weird kids, it came and it stuck. It, it was just like once the idea of what the story was going to be hit and kind of just, uh, it, it all started gelling. It was just, it was the weird kids. I, there never was another title, amazingly enough. All right. And so I just kind of hoped that I wouldn't be in a position where I had to change it. <laughs> <laughs> Take us through the plot, please. The, the, the movie centers around, you know, it's like a, it's a coming of age. Uh, creature feature with like some adventure and comedy and, and horror elements in it. And the movie centers around, you know, three uh, 12-year-old friends, uh, Doug, Fat, and Mel. And uh, Doug's older brother, Wyatt, and his girlfriend, Mary, decide they will take the kids on a weekend campout excursion 
out in the desert. And so they kind of hit the road, and, and along the way, they uh, come across a gas station attendant who starts kind of uh, relays this this myth uh, that there might be a creature that lives in this park and like and is, is and hunts humans. And so, kind of over the course of the movie, they they start to find out like just how real or not that myth is, and and kind of what's been built up around it. I like in the synopsis the things to look forward to. Puberty, adventure, terror, amputations, and midnight cult rituals. I don't think I've ever <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that combo before. Yeah, no, there there's a strange stew of elements in the movie. You know, I think it comes from a lot of the the inspiration. You know, I, I was I, I got you know my wife and I found out we were going to be pregnant with our first kid, and right around when I was kind of uh, the inception of Weird Kids came about, and it started to make me really nostalgic for my own childhood and kind of when I grew up. I grew up kind of in the the eighties and into the nineties, and just like the the adventures I went on with my friends, real and imagined, you know the um, just the the movies that inspired me to want to become a filmmaker in my life you know and, and like those those kind of niche like gremlins goonies the gate kind of movies that just kind of it, it really just inspired me as a kid and then as the you know as i got older also the uh kind of the great juvenile delinquent movies you know like over the edge and uh the river's edge so like kind of all these things kind of started to have a little influence in, in what the story of the weird kids became Oh, over the edge. That was Matt Dillon, right? Yeah, it's totally young Matt Dillon. And yeah. just you know, just some 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 young, tough suburban angst, like this this uh, suburbia sprouting up and frames of houses being built and just kids just just ruling the <laughs> ruling the area basically with while the parents are all away working. So let me ask you this then. Your kids have grown up and all they know about their dad, outside of, of course, being their dad, is that you have worked on this. Now that it's done, is it a is it double-edged, bittersweet, like I'm so relieved, but maybe postpartum that i got to work on something else now? Yeah, no, that, actually, the postpartum hit me really hard. Uh, I, there was a little bit of a delay. Like, we got it done, and then we were going to film festivals, and the more I saw it on the big screen, the more I kind of did my fine-tuning on some animation and, and my wife did on background and now it's done done and it's and just like this idea of what next is setting in like it was you know it took eight years because my wife and I started having a family and you know I needed to keep we needed to keep food on the table and so like I would work my day job I work as a, like a feature film editor I did a lot of Lucky McKee's films things like that like so I edit during the day and then go home at night, and once the kids and the family were in bed, like I would start animating for six to eight hours overnight, and, and my wife would paint backgrounds. And so that's why it took that long, was just we were doubling up there. And um, so it was almost like for that eight years, there was always something to do. There was never that moment of, oh, there's downtime. It was always like, oh, you have time? You should probably work out weird kids. And now it's like, that's gone. And it's it's I'm sleeping more, <laughs> but it's uh, but but already that little thing's creeping in. Like, okay, what's going to happen next? Like, I'm I'm ready to kind of throw myself into something again. Well, let's say I'm sure it's going to be a hit, but let's say it's a monster hit, and a studio goes, "Yeah, I need Weird Kids two in six months. Go." Oh man, I'd be ready. I know exactly where it goes. 
And I, I would I would love to continue Weird Kids, and I actually would love the experiment of continuing it with a team. I think I'd uh, we could number one get it done faster. And uh, but I, I just I think the story of where Weird Kids would go would be a lot of fun for people. It's, it would be different than what this one is, but you know, kind of in the same spirit of, of humor and and elements of of horror and adventure. Now I talked to a lot of filmmakers and. They, when you make something, it's a labor of love, obviously, for this. It was very personal for you because you did everything. The slight trepidation that after eight years, somebody could watch eight minutes of this and be like, nah, it sucks. So what's it like? <laughs> what's it like when it's the opposite and you're in film festivals and everybody really likes it? I mean, it's got to be surreal. No, it's surreal. It's, it's you know, it, it's the best case scenario, you know, it's... I've really enjoyed sitting in audiences at the festivals and just even if, you know, watching jokes land or like people kind of learn, like, you know, the movie has a certain personality and over the course of it, you kind of get into the groove with like, you can watch the audience get in the groove with it and, and like they'll laugh more and they'll get more into what's happening in the, you know, the horror and, and, and action sequences and things like that. And, and so it kind of, watching that transformation happen and people kind of just accept what it is and, and, you know, let it, you know, let it affect them. Oh man, it's, that's a dream. That's, you know, ultimately that's why you want to share things for people to share an experience. Speaking of sharing things, I see one of the voice actors is someone named Tess Passero. What are the odds? (laughs) (laughs) That one, man. Yeah. Tess is my youngest sister and she plays Doug. Uh, who is essentially like prepubescent me uh, when when it comes to it. And we had, you know, I had knew exactly what voice actors I wanted to be for each character except for Doug. And and that one was just like, I was like, well, you know, do I try to get a name? Do I try to get a name that can, you know, make their voice sound younger or, you know, like they haven't quite hit puberty yet. And then just one day I was just sitting there and and, I was talking with Lucky McKee, the producer, and it was just like, Tess is coming into town. And it's like, wait, why isn't Tess? We were recording other, you know, we had just finished recording Angela's voice the day before. And it was like, why doesn't Tess do it? And so it's kind of, you know, at first it was an experiment to see if she would want to. She, you know, she grew up with me and, and she was like my first subject making like home videos when I was a kid. When she was like three years old, I'd instruct her to jump off the roof and I'd film it. And and so it's like, you know, we, we kind of have a, We've always been tight that way in, in our creative endeavors. And um, I just, I didn't know. I just had this inkling she could do it. And once we started recording with her and she dialed in the voice, it's like, this is perfect. And not only that, she understands the character because she grew up with me. No doubt. We just have 30 seconds. How do we get our eyeballs on the weird kids? Right now it's making the festival run. And we're hoping, um, you know, fingers crossed that things are starting to line up, that uh, we might be able to get it out in front of, a wider audience with sweet streaming or physical media. So be looking for it. There he is, Zach Passero, writer, director, animator of The Weird Kids. If you are in France, get over to Annecy to the International Animation Film Festival. Zach, congratulations on a, a job well done there. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me on. Sure, no. Nope. talking with you. Good talking to you, too. We will take a quick break, and we will come on back. We'll stay with filmmakers. We'll go to the lovely and talented Adrian Kress. We'll do that next on Sports Byline.
remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153 That's 800-943-2153 Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647. 855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right, whatever works. Welcome back to the show, Rick Tittle, with you coast to coast, border to border, around the globe on AFN. It is our pleasure to welcome to the show filmmaker Adrian Kress. 
And she's here because she is acting in a brand new film called The Devil Comes at Night. This will be available on digital and DVD on uh, June 6th, D-Day. Adrian, uh, welcome to the show. Devil Day is also D-Day, huh? Uh, yes, I guess so. The letter D is just, you know, so very important for June 6th. So for you, um, when you think about, and by the way, this is coming from our friends at Uncorked uh, Entertainment. Um, for you, when you have a, uh, a role like this, tell us about your character and uh, how you kind of, uh, you know, quote-unquote, studied this character. <laughs> Um, well, so uh, first of all, I'm, I am a co-producer and co-writer on the movie as well. So I got to know this character even before I was acting in the role. Uh, the whole creation process and conversation process and just brainstorming with the other uh, creatives that I was working with. So that was deeply helpful, I think, as an actor. Uh, coming to it, uh, one of the big things I really wanted to just in helping shape the role and also play the role was I didn't want a character who was either a damsel in distress or that sort of badass, you know, kick-ass female character we get a lot in horror movies. I wanted kind of a regular person thrown into a situation who has to problem solve and do some really crazy things, but who comes at it from a very sort of honest and, oh no, this is really happening kind of place. Um, I'm also an author, so to get the opportunity to play a librarian, um, and in my opinion, librarians are already superheroes, uh, was just sort of the icing on the cake. Yeah, I'm a voracious reader as well. I've never thought about as librarians as superheroes, though. Tell us a little bit more what you, uh, where you get that from. Well, I mean, well, there's a lot obviously going on in the world today when it comes to books. Um, I think the opportunity to have uh, books available wide and all kinds of books available to people um, and a place where that's free and where knowledge and um, can be shared amongst people. I think the contemporary library, I think what's happening with libraries today is it's no longer a space where you have somebody, you know, with a very tight bun going, shh, you know, at the slightest noise. It's actually a space full of life. It's, there's a lot of sound. There's a lot of activity. It's an opportunity for people who don't have access to the Internet uh, to have access, a lot of libraries these days have, you know, rooms with like green screens and 3D printers and just so much forward thinking happens in a library and librarians are the champions of that, constantly fighting for budgets, for opportunities and um, and supporting their their team and all the people who come and use the library. So that's pretty superhero-like to me. Tell us a little bit about Bendy and how many books you got out in that series. <laughs> yeah, so I'm also I'm an author of various books, and there's a video game, there are two now, called Bendy and the Ink Machine, and then the sequel that came out late last year, Bendy and the Dark Revival, and these are horror video games set in an oldie-timey animation studio, so sort of the classic Fleischmann-style animation, and uh, yeah, I've written, well, I have three novels out, the fourth comes out in October, and it's been such it's been a really fun experience. It's just been interesting to do horror in general, to go from writing books and then to writing a screenplay. Um, and in both cases, they've been collaborative because obviously I have to work with the game developers to write the books because we have to make sure everything stays canon and they're happy with the direction I'm going. But then working on a film with two other writers, uh, with uh, our director, 
and co-producer Scott Lever, as well as the lead, Ryan Allen, who plays Ben in the film. Um, it's, it's just so lovely to have other people to offer their insights, because generally, as a novelist, you're all by yourself in your little room, just writing away, and it's great to have that collaborative experience. What is your uh, method for that? I mean, do you need a muse, or do you have to be like Ted Kaczynski in a shack when you write? <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely need to know what I want to write about. Um, in this case, with The Devil Comes at Night, it's very much an homage to uh, what came before. A lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of horror films that came before. The character of Ben is an homage to Ben from uh, Romero's uh, Night of the Living Dead. Amy, who I play, is very much Shelley Duvall from The Shining. So I think when we sort of decided that was the inspiration, that sort of took us on a fun journey. But sometimes you do have to just lock yourself in a room and sit there and, and blink and stare at a blank page and just hope for the best. Ultimately, of course, writing is like any other job, and I think some people would be surprised how much you just have to force it. It's not just a sort of inspirational thing that happens. You really have to sit down and just go, okay, I'm just going to write, and even if it's terrible, I can always rewrite it, but I've got I to gotta, I gotta start somewhere. I like the Wendy Torrance reference with the rubber baseball bat. That one, it still, <laughs> <laughs> it still sticks with me. We're speaking with Adrian Kress, the new movie, The Devil Comes at Night. Um, just back to your books, you also have the Explorers series. I mean, it's it's amazing how prolific you are in so many different areas. But I remember as a kid in the 70s, we would get these, like, summer reading lists. And what's it like that not only that you're published, but that, you know, Penguin Random House is saying, hey, kids, read this Explorers <laughs> book this summer? Oh, I have to tell you, that and having a library poster, uh, which I have, like, Readers Are Explorers, it's just the highlight. It's and, and being an, a part of the Scholastic Book Fair as well, because, like, when you were a kid, getting the Scholastic Book Fair, um, you know, little pages, and you got to, like, you know, take an hour or so out of the school day, and you got to look at which books you wanted. So it is a true highlight. I I absolutely love it. I mean, I I still can't fully believe that I'm a published author and have been for so long. Uh, the Explorer series is very near and dear to my heart because I was a huge fan of all those kind of exploring adventure books as a kid, like uh, some of the Enid Blyton stuff, which was way before my time, but I still I still read it like like in the 50s or something. Um, I, I absolutely love these adventures where kids get into real-life and death situations, and, they're the, you know, the, the adults are ridiculous, and they're the smartest people in the room. Uh, the kids are, that is. So, um, so it is. It's very special. It's, it's very exciting. And then, of course, with the explorers, I, I, it's a novel. It's obviously it's a, it's, a, it's a proper novel, but there are some illustrations in it. And I always loved illustrations in novels. Like I've got, um, well, the classic illustrations from Alice in Wonderland, which everybody knows. But I have a Peter Pan with some stunning illustrations in that as well. And then there's also like the Phantom Tollbooth. I just was so excited to get the opportunity to actually work with an artist because my other uh, novels for for uh, for that age range. Um, didn't really. There were a couple, but they wasn't to the same degree. So that was also incredibly special. I was just looking at adriancrest.com, and there's a picture of you reading in the library in a very sultry, <laughs> very sultry pose. <laughs> and you and you know you have a great look. I, I, I don't really see that in the library very often. <laughs> that was actually a really, that was part of a photo shoot um, where it was, you know, writers, it, it was at the uh, the Toronto Reference Library, and they do a amazing uh, comics convention not like a comic-con but like literally 
for comic books. And I, I actually have a graphic novel, so that's a, a very long comic book in case the graphic is confusing, um, for, for kids coming out in a couple years. Um, and I've been very, very into that medium. So at um, the Toronto Reference Library, it's huge. It's like this massive, massive, several stories tall library. Um, they have what's called TCAF. Uh, the Toronto uh, Comics Arts Festival, which is internationally known, and it's free. It's free to go to. You still, you know, you buy other people's comics, you, you know, and, and their prints and stuff like that. But there were a bunch of us there, and um, so the photographer wanted to do sort of a, like us about all about the library and just like in different weird locations. And I saw this Flint thing, and I, well, a writer, as we know, because that's why we're chatting. I'm also an actor, and if I see any form of stage, obviously. I am going to uh, use it as my prop. So <laughs> it was very difficult, though. That, that's like, take serious core uh, work, I am just saying. Like, I'm, like, propped up on, like, an elbow with my core, like, as tight as anything. So <laughs> yoga has its, has, so, you know, has its purposes. <laughs> the other thing is, too, um, it, it's hard enough to be a talented writer in the different, like, genre that you go through and... You know, anybody can be good looking, but the the fact that being an, an actor, we as the audience, the when we all watch, we binge watch everything. We know when somebody can't act. So, what, what, how hard was it for you to become a successful actor? Did did you take to it like a uh, fish to water, or did you take a lot of classes? Uh, well, it's the funny thing is the answer is technically both. I think I've I am. I've always loved acting. Like, ever since I was a little kid, I loved playing make-believe. I do little plays with my friends, uh, make little movies, even even back then. Even even then, we were making movies. Um, so I've always loved it. But because I loved it, and I had the most, and they still are, <laughs> most incredibly encouraging parents, uh, they were like, okay, she's very good at this, and she really loves it. So they did some looking into it, and there's a, well, there are several art schools in Toronto, but there was one in particular, Claude Watson, um, that I auditioned for uh, to enter in grade six, and I got in. So as of grade six, through my elementary through to high school career, I was a theater major, and then I majored in it again at, at university. And then again, I auditioned uh, for one of the uh, theater schools in London, England, Lambda, and I did uh, did there as well. But it's, it's just so much fun. Like, acting, going to this acting school is just fun. You get a play make-believe you get to learn these dances you get to sing you get to just do so much fun and the people there are so spectacular so it actually i actually at one point had to be like all right adrian you need to stop auditioning for schools i think it's time for you to pursue a career at this point so that's when i did that and it's funny because i was living in england uh at the very beginning pursuing acting because i had finished lambda and was staying on for a couple more years and um that's when I started writing my very first book, just sort of for fun. I've always written stuff, and I've written plays. Um, in fact, coming back to screenwriting and, and writing something like The Devil Comes at Night is such a joy, because I actually started in that medium more than novels. But I wrote my very first uh, kids novel while I was in England, and that was a total surprise. That was really just passing the time and having a bit of fun and just being able to be creative while, you know, be object like auditioning and then getting rejected. Well, at least I can write something. And um, so that both happened while I was in England, and I was in England because of the acting. That's awesome. Before we go, I'm going to try my college German here. One of your books in Germany, the, the <laughs> title has been, is Die Halsüber yes. Kopfund Kragen Dramatisch Abenteuerliche Katastrophen Expedition der Alex Morningside. 
that is very that is so much better than when I do it because I, I do a lot of school visits. I, I see kids and. This is like their favorite thing ever is this title, which, by the way, for anyone listening, that long thing he said before catastrophin is one word. Yes. And it's so long that it goes upside down on the cover. And kids, well, I think kids of all ages, we all love that. But goodness, that was really good on you. I am impressed. Thank you. I could talk to you all day, but we're out of time. There's, you're so talented. I want to talk to you about Bath and all these other places you've been. We'll do it next time with Adrian Kress. Until then, The Devil Comes at Night from Uncorked. On June 9th, she's also a movie star. How about that? Adrian? thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328-800-293-0328-800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. 
you'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295-800-965-1295-800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. You spent over a decade in the Middle East, and I just wanted to say that I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you I, very I, much. Don't that. interrupt me, please. Thank you. <laughs> Must be crazy. Use a DOG. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. Oh, thank you for that. 1 800 878 play. Everything's great in Vegas with the Raiders, right? No? Well, Devontae Adams, remember yesterday he was like, I don't need Aaron Rodgers. I approved it. Well, he doesn't like the way things are going with the personnel building. He said, the front office thinks this is the best bet for us right now to put us in a position to be urgent. We don't see eye to eye on what we think is best for us right now. I'm going to have to buy into this and try to be as optimistic as possible. It's not what I expected to happen, but it's something that's the reality now. Hmm, I'm going to have to revisit that one because you don't want 17... Uh, mad, and you kind of think, is it because you don't like Jimmy Garoppolo? Is it because you <laughs> traded Darren Waller? Is it because you brought in Jacoby Myers? Uh, I don't know. Well, it doesn't seem like he's in a very good mood. And once again, I don't need no stinking badges, and I don't need no stinking Aaron Rodgers. All right, we still got a lot of show to go. We got. Uh, Carmine Apice, or Apice, or Apice, however you want to say it. He is uh, in two different drumming Hall of Fames. We also have comedian Josh Blue and uh, triathlete Michelle Grady-Fia. Come on back, y'all. News. I'm Rich Johnson. We're going to come together because there's no alternative to do the right thing for the country. President Biden says he's confident there will be a new budget deal and an increase in the debt ceiling before the government would start defaulting on its debts. He also says the talks, now in the hands of a small group of senior aides, 
or about just one thing. This negotiation is about the outlines of what the budget will look like, not about whether or not we're going to, in fact, pay our debts. The leaders have all agreed we will not default. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy tells CNBC the debt ceiling must come into play sometime. We're now at a debt that we have is larger than an economy, more than 20%. We haven't seen this since World War II. And you can't continue down this trajectory. The president's Asia tour has now been shortened. He's heading to Japan for the G7 summit. But the other two stops, Australia and Papua New Guinea, have been canceled so he can be back in Washington by Sunday. The Homeland Security Department says it's counting fewer migrants at the southern border. Encounters dropping from about 10,000 a day over the weekend to about 4,000 a day. Here's Assistant DHS Secretary Blas Nunez Neto. We attribute the reduction in encounters at our border both to the consequences that we have strengthened and put in place for unlawful entry and the lawful pathways that we have expanded. He also says they're counting fewer people deciding to make the trek from South America to the border. People who speak for Britain's Prince Harry and wife Meghan say the couple's very upset over a long, dangerous encounter with paparazzi last night in New York City. A statement says the couple's car was chased for nearly two hours by photographers, nearly causing several accidents along the way. Nobody was hurt. A grand jury in Moscow, Idaho, has now indicted former criminology student Brian Koberger for killing four University of Idaho students last year. Koberger will be arraigned on Monday. This is USA News. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firms online at CordellCordell.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Online at CordellCordell.com. CordellCordell.com. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA. Or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. Florida is sending more than 1,100 law enforcement agents, state troopers, and National Guard troops to Texas. It's an answer to Texas Governor Greg Abbott's appeal to help with the border crisis. We've heard about the so-called surging of resources to the southern border, staffers, troops, others. What about immigration judges? One of the things that I've pushed for is immigration judges. This is how you solve the crisis. You surge immigration judges to the border. Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez wants that to happen to speed up the asylum application process. Folks get their cases heard in days, not years. If they do not qualify for asylum, you send them back. Gonzalez believes that 9 out of 10 asylum seekers would not qualify and be sent back to their home countries. A new fight involving former President Trump and the group that defined the late 70s disco era. The village people who are still performing 40 plus years later have sent a cease and desist order to Trump demanding that he stop using Macho Man at events. A village people cover band recently performed at Mar-a-Lago what the real group calls an unauthorized use of its image and likeness. NBA star John Morant's apologizing again for once again being caught on video flashing a gun. A friend live stream video of Morant and the gun last week, 
Earlier this year, the Memphis Grizzlies point guard was suspended for eight games for flashing a gun inside a Denver-area nightclub. I'm Rich Johnson, USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8-Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-949-0039. 800-949-0039. That's 800-949-0039. Paid for by the Tax Helpline. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. We got Mr. Carmine Apiece coming up on the other side. Get in and get heard wherever you might happen to be listening. Also, Josh Blue. Josh Blue is an amazing man. Not just because he's a successful successful stand-up comedian, but he has uh, cerebral palsy. Or cerebral palsy. I always grew up uh, hearing it was cerebral palsy, but I feel like in the last 20 years, people say cerebral, whatever it is. It's a very serious affliction. And uh, I knew a girl growing up that basically was um, nonverbal and helpless. There are varying degrees to it. But it's it's just the an awful, awful affliction to have. And you think about Josh Blue's mind What's going on in his head is he's coming up with world-class jokes. That's why he's at Cobb's Comedy Club this weekend. And he came in, it was before the Radio Roast. That's like over seven years ago. It was almost eight years ago now, I have to say, that Josh Blue was in. But he came in, and um, so it's not like any kind of Rudy thing like, oh, let's let the guy with cerebral palsy be a comedian for five minutes. Now, (laughs) eight years later, he's still headlining. Because he's funny. So if you notice anything in his voice, you just got to uh, remember that uh, he's not as able-bodied as a lot of us. But he's definitely a really good comedian. Third hour, we'll have Mick Yardley. It's been a while since I've talked to Mick the Pick. He'll talk NBA playoffs with us. 
And then Escape from Alcatraz is a, a very famous triathlon here in the Bay. And Michelle Grady Fia will join us. Love that last name. F I Y A H. Let the late Stuart Scott would say Fia. One eight hundred eight seven eight play is the number to call. You know that John Moran thing, uh, flashing the gun yet again. I've watched that thing, and it's a hard watch. It's so carsick. I never saw the gun. Did you try to watch it? I guess you have to freeze frame it like twelve seconds in. Fun stuff. All right, I'm Rachel. Come on back. Windy strawberry frosty is back for the summer. Cause if it's summertime, it's frosty time. Beach time, frosty time. Tea time, frosty time. Me time, frosty time. Treat yourself to windy strawberry frosty this summer and make time for frosty time. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's now open till midnight or later. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's hours may vary. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. 800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. 
Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Welcome back to Sports Byline USA, coast to coast, border to border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to uh, welcome uh, rock and roll drumming icon Carmine Apice. He's here to talk about uh, the uh, new album, Running Up That Hill, by the Apice Perdomo Project. And Carmine, when I think back to your book, and it came out when I was a little kid in the early 70s, did you ever think that that book would be so influential for so many decades? I never, I never did. When I wrote that book, I just wrote it because I saw a book at Sam Ash that had a guy that looked like Elvis Presley on the cover, and it said, learn to play rock drums, and he's over there smiling. In those days, we all had long, straggly hair. We had jeans, you know, jeans and T-shirts, and, you know, we didn't look like that rock, play, rock people, you know? So... I said, I'm going to write a book, right? And so I wrote the book, and I got a deal on it. And, and my lawyer said, the best thing about the deal is you own the copyright. I didn't even know what that meant, you know? <laughs> and uh, I found out later what it meant, and the book's been going for decades and decades and decades. And we just made a new deal with Hal Leonard uh, Publications uh, for the book and all my other books. So we're getting them out again. They, they, they were out, and then I... I signed with a company that didn't know what they were doing for a year and a half, and now we're getting it back going. We've got digital versions, and it's unbelievable that it's, you know, it's, it's one of my, that and Do You Think I'm Sexy and Young Turks are my biggest copyrights that I ever had. When you think about the influence that you had on other uh, great, I mean, like just some of the all-time greats, who are some of the ones that came back to you and said, hey, man, you, you were my guy? What did that mean to you? Well, it was awesome. I mean, you know, the day I met Dave Weckl, he thanked me for He said, I want to thank you. I said, why? He goes, I want to thank you for Realistic Rock, your book. I said, why? You went through it? He goes, yeah. And then I met, like, Andrew Dice Clay, who played drums. He went through the book, you know, and Greg Bissonette went through the All these guys went through the book. I said, wow. I didn't realize it was, it, you know, it was so influential with these kind of people, you know, but... It became a classic. You know, there's a few drum books out of classics, you know, like four or five drum books, and mine is part of it. And I never thought about that, but I was I was blessed that I, I came up with the idea to do it. And a lot of stuff I did, you know, out of necessity, had become the standard in rock drumming. And, you know, I had a blessed career. I mean, I got to thank God for my career. I, I had a really great career. Even though I don't have $100 million, but I've always had a great lifestyle. I've always had cars that I love, beautiful houses. And, you know, I lived in great places and traveled the world many, many times. You know, so I've had a, a great life and a great career. And again, like I said, I, I've been blessed. I'm still doing it. And people say, what do you do as a hobby? I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching Johnny Carson when I was a kid, and sometimes he'd have Buddy Rich on, and they're like, oh, my gosh, we have Buddy Rich. 
but he was he was such an old man at that time. And then you look back and you think about how he sort of transcended from big band to jazz to kind of pop. What what did Buddy Rich mean to you? He's the best. He was the greatest drummer of all time. Period. Mm. And we, I became friends with him. the first time I met him. We smoked a joint together. I couldn't believe me and my brother. <laughs> was, I couldn't believe it. I, I'm taking a hit, and I, I said, I can't believe I'm smoking with Buddy Rich. And in those days, it was illegal. You know? <laughs> and my brother, same thing. And we handed it back and forth to Buddy, and we got so smashed that he went on and played. And then from that day on, I became friends with him, you know. And I went to his funeral. I, I, I you know, I was just amazed that I, I became friends with him, just like, I got friends of mine now that, you know, I can't believe that I'm friends with them. You know, it's like, he's a drummer. And it's kind of like the same thing, a different generation, you know? And, uh, but I try and be real with everybody, you know, like, like, you know, uh, Fernando Podomo, you know, he's, he's blown away that he's actually playing with me, you know, but he's a great musician. You know, I'm blown away that we're playing together because he's so talented, you know? And the music we create is so cool, instrumental music. And I loved instrumental music. And I was, I was involved uh, uh, with, with Beck Logan, the piece. The last, the last stuff we created that we wrote was instrumental stuff. And I, I always said it was the bridge between BBA and Blow by Blow, you know. And I was, I was involved in Blow by Blow, but we couldn't work out a deal with Epic Records and, and my managers and everything. So I had to be taken off. And the album went on to be really the biggest album Jeff ever had. And it kind of pissed me off. But then I started thinking, if I was with Jeff at that point, I wouldn't have gone with Rod because I've been with Jeff. And, and Rod Stewart was the biggest pinnacle of my career, you know. And I learned a lot from Rod. I learned about songwriting. I had Do You Think I'm Sexy, the biggest song he ever had. You know, it was uh, number one all over the place. It's still a huge song. And... Young Turks, the same thing, and, you know, when I did drum clinics, Rod used to say to me, don't just do a drum clinic, make it an event, you know, like all these gigs are always an event, you know, so, so it's funny how things happen, you know, but yeah. I always love instrumental, you know, jazz rock, I call our albums more rock fusion, you know, there's some fusion in there, but it's mostly rock, I got the big rock drum sound, and usually on these Fusion records, the drum sound is more jazz sound, you know? Yeah, I remember uh, Patty gave birth to a 10-pound baby boy. That uh, that came out in high school, and I was like, yeah, we got to remember that one. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you got to run. I got to, I mean, you've, you've played with everybody, but a guy I got to ask you about, especially that Bark on the Moon tour with Ozzy and, and the late, great Randy Rhodes. What was that like? Well, Randy wasn't on that tour. He was already gone. We, I had uh. J.C. Lee on that tour, which was which was great, and it was a great band. Mm -hmm. And you know, Ozzy was Ozzy was Ozzy. You know, what you saw in that uh, the Osbournes on MTV. That's what you got. You got Ozzy. You know, he's you, 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 you lead you lead him around. He's a great guy, a wonderful person. But you know, he he had to be leaded around. His, his wife controlled him. You know, and she fired me off the tour. And said, my name was too big. I need to start my own band. So I started King Cobra. Wow. You know? And King Cobra should have made, made it big, but it didn't. You know? But uh, I remember when I was, I bought a truck and a motorhome. Instead of taking a bus, I had my own motorhome for the band. And I thought it was more economical. And I was painting it. And I saw Ozzy at this rehearsal place. 
And Ozzy came up and said, hey, no, I know me, my, you're having problems with my missus, but we, I hope we're still friends. I said, yeah, Ozzy, I know it ain't you. And then I was painting, I got Ozzy up on the ladder, and we put up brown paper on the window. So when we sprayed it with the paint, it would you know, protect the window. Uh-huh. And I thought that was funny. Ozzy had a ladder helping me put up the brown paper, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but he, you know, he was a good guy. You know, he was a good guy. And, uh, you know, she made him into a huge star. And she made herself into a huge star. I give her credit. Yeah. Yeah, he was one, and then she became one, no doubt. I know you got to run that the album, Running Up That Hill, the second album from the Apiece Perdomo Project. been sp- speaking with uh, Carmine Apiece, who's in two drumming Hall of Fames, one of the all-time greats. Carmine, uh, I've had your brother on, so it's great to finally get you on. Thanks for coming by, buddy. Yeah, well, one quick thing. Uh, we're playing tonight at the Cutting Room, and if you can't make it, there's a pay-per-view on meethook.com. And you could hear these songs played live for the very first time. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Thanks, Carmine. All the best, buddy. Thank you, bro. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we will come on back right here on Sports Byline. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. 
Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. Hadle is going to go to the air. He's back to pass. He throws deep to the end zone. Batted up in the air. Intercepted by Dan Connors. It was a deflection hit into the air by Willie Brown. And Connors came down with a pass. And the Raiders stopped the Chargers without six, without even three on that drive. cares about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio. All right, thanks for that. Welcome back to the show. Coming up in the next segment, comedian Josh Blue. He is in town at Cobb's Comedy Club this weekend. So we will check out Josh in the next segment. Open lines if you'd like to chime in at 1-800-878-PLAY. Still the dust settling over the lottery. Um, they had uh, Windhorse from ESPN in Paris with... Uh, Victor Wenbanyama, and he asked him three questions, and two of them were the exact same question. <laughs> it was basically, <clears throat> you know, what do you bring into the table as an NBA player? Uh, hard work, team wake, you know, blah, blah, blah. So what should the Spurs expect out of you? Yeah, I kind of just answered that. No, he didn't say that, but I was like, all right. But... The Spurs have won the lottery, and this isn't just winning the lottery. This, I mean, this is like the Greek freak and Dirk Nowitzki put together. He's like, Rick, how can you say that about a kid that's never even played in the United States? Uh, well, because. Because this is what everyone is saying. And yes, the Pistons got punched in the gut. There they were with the exact same odds to get the number one overall pick. Now, though I had it before, it was Cade Cunningham. Ah, but they picked five last year, and they got Jaden Ivey. But this is the, one of, I mean, the precipitous fall from we might get Wimbanyama to five. Most people, most teams would love to pick five. But that is a huge drop-off. But now we just have to wonder who gets to number two. It's Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. And how that roster, uh, <clears throat> how that roster will look for whichever team gets that second spot, and that second team we know are the Hornets. And you don't really draft Scoot Henderson if you have Lamelo Ball. 
And so that's why everyone is saying it's going to be Brandon Miller out of Alabama. Brandon Miller was definitely at the site of a murder, and he may or may not facilitated to have brought the gun to that murder. But he's also a guy that scores 19 points a game with eight rebounds. Yes. That would mean Scoot Henderson can't drop past three. Portland, you know, I was thinking Portland. I was like, you know what? I know when Banyama's going to end up in the West. I just know it. But I almost thought Damian Lillard sitting there like, this is why I didn't leave. Because we're getting Wemby. No. You're probably getting Scoot Henderson. Now, here's the thing about Scoot Henderson as a point guard. He's really not that good of a three-point shooter, not yet. He's just an old-school, six-foot-two, slash to the rim, and get a lot of other people involved with assists and such. And then you get the Thompson twins. Hold me now. Whoa, warm my heart. Amen and Asar. Saw those guys interviewed at the draft, and they are definitely identical twins. I kind of thought maybe one would get a different lid, but they're like, screw all of you. We're getting the exact same hairdo, and we like it that you can't tell us apart. (laughs) But the Rockets now pick four, and this is where, I mean, one, two, three, Wenbanyama, Miller, or Henderson – but after three, that's when it gets into the the nebulous part of, do you take one of the Thompson twins? Hold me. All right, I'll stop doing it. I won't, but I'll stop for now. Um, Jairus Walker out of Houston. I mean, if you are picking four and you have a power forward like Jairus Walker and... This is a guy who, if you think about a no-go, what he was able to do with UConn, this is uh, sort of a similar type of guy, not as good offensively, but still just a guy who is a beast inside 6'8", 240. You know, is that too small? What position is he? Is he the next Draymond Green? If you're in Houston... This is Cheris Walker was a Houston Cougar. It makes sense to take the hometown kid, but if you want a small forward with silky smooth skills, then you would take Amen Thompson. Anthony Black, the point guard out of Arkansas. Grady Dick is a perfect fit for the Pacers or the Jazz. Why do you say that, Rick? Well, because he's white. Uh, No, I'm just playing. Remember, Arsenio Hall said that... The Celtics not only draft white people, they draft white people with cysts. He goes, we want the ugliest possible white person. (laughs) Hey, that's Arsenio. Well, you don't have to say it again, Rick. I know. But if you think about um, uh, what this does for your your team now and what this does for your franchise – it uh, it can change absolutely uh, everything. And I do think it's weird how it's not the uh, commish that reads the pick. It's always the deputy commissioner, Mark, what's his name? I always forget his name. He's the guy. And um, 
I don't know. I would just think Adam Silver would want to do it. It, it. He's not. It's not that Adam Silver is shy. I can do that. But you know, I think about uh, my Warriors now. The Warriors do not have a second round pick that hasn't held them back in the past from buying second round picks. They bought Chicago's pick one time. That was Jordan Bell. I mean, it's possible, but. You know, you think about, well, what's Bob, what, what is Bob Myers going to do? Well, he has to figure out what he's going to do with Draymond. But here's the thing about Draymond that I think is quite poignant. Steve Kerr is the ultimate player's coach, right? He understands uh, the players today. He understands um, what it's like to be a player, <clears throat> obviously, all of that. And he always lets the Warriors do whatever they want as long as they're winning. And especially Draymond, he always says, well, that's the price you pay. He's our beating heart, blah, blah, blah. And I know Ann Killian in the Chronicle wrote an article yesterday saying the Warriors never got over Punchgate. Draymond Green said in the wrap-up interview for the season, every season is made up of events. Some are great, some aren't. For this team, more of the events that aren't so great were so public, and you know that's not something that you would normally deal with. And so the world knows, you know, the tough times that this team has had, but there are tough times in every season. Um, that is true, <clears throat> Draymond. But I would have thought Steve Kerr would be would say, ah, the the punch, you know, is unfortunate, and I'm more mad about how it got leaked than it actually happening. You know, that's what I was kind of expecting out of Steve Kerr. Uh, what I was not expecting out of Steve Kerr was the um, was the quote that uh, he that he gave us, which is, "Anytime some trust is lost, then it makes the process much more difficult." And there was some trust loss. That's as blunt as I can be. We have to get back to what has made us really successful, which is a really trusting environment and a group that relies on one another and makes each other better. There's no hiding from it. The incident with Draymond and Jordan at the beginning of the year played a role in that. It's hard for that not to impact the team. I think those relationships within the organization have to be forged and it doesn't happen overnight, he continues. It's like any other human relationship. It just takes time. We have to continue to allow these relationships to grow, but we need to purposefully forge them too, though not only the experience of what we're going through, but through communicating what everybody is feeling. Now here, end quote. Now, as I said, Green has a player option for $27.6 million. If he declines, he's a UFA, not a UFO, unrestricted free agent. Kerr said, look, if Draymond is not back, we're not a championship contender. We know that. He's that important to winning and to who we are. I absolutely want him back. He knows that he also compromised things by what happened in October. So part of him coming back next year has to be rebuilding some of that trust. Well, here's the thing. Um, he, Draymond gets a lot of, uh, 
he gets a lot of free passes. There's no doubt. And, you know, and as for bars, as far as Bob Myers, Kerr said, Bob is such an important part. I, I hope he wants to come back. He's my friend. But what's important to him is what's good for him. A lot of people say that if he does leave, it's because he wants to hang out with his family. He doesn't want to go ahead and get another NBA job. But uh, I like Kurt at the end about Draymond and Bob Myers. He said, I expect them back, but who the hell knows? <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I always That's one thing I like about Kurt. I might not agree with him, but I just love the honesty. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on the other side with Josh Blue. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim 
him your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Oh, I would love that. And then maybe afterwards we can go field herping. That's when you go out and you look for reptiles. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey. All right. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on American Forces. Josh Blue, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. He is in town this weekend at Cobb's Comedy Club here in North Beach on Columbus Street. That is the big room in town. And uh, Josh, welcome back to the show. You were in studio with me here about eight years ago, and I think about how hard it is to be a comedian, but coming through the pandemic and everything else, what's it like that you're still going strong after all these years? Oh, man, it feels great. I feel like I've been going stronger than ever, actually. So somehow the pandemic helped my career. I don't know. Not too many people can say that. <laughs> did you it, do it Did you do outdoor shows or Zooms or stuff, or did you just kind of hunker down? I, I did both. I did uh, Zoom, which was the death of comedy, in my opinion, but <laughs> I figured out how to do it. Uh, you know, I just kind of was like, you know what, this might be the wave of the future. I might as well learn it instead of fight it. So I found a way to be funny on those, but I am definitely glad we are not doing that anymore. <laughs> Every year, um, I think it was your fifth special broccoli which you did there at the comedy works in denver i know that's your home club and then yep. i always see you wearing shirts with broccoli what, what is it about broccoli in you you know it's really funny there is absolutely no deeper meaning <laughs> at all just a vegetable people really think it has some sort of uh social justice movement or something like that no just a vegetable <laughs> I would say you can you can uh, give it the meaning you want it to. So whatever you think it means, that's what it means. That's like modern art. You know, you go in and like, what the hell is this black canvas? And then you have to make it up, right? Exactly. All right. The other thing, my stand up is not quite as uh, <laughs> uh, you know, nebulous. I, I don't, yeah, exactly. I I, I kind of take you on the journey. So good to know. Now um, I have to come back to college. Man, it's been a while. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I'm a huge uh, soccer fan. I've interviewed many uh, Paralympians uh, over the years. Oh, oh. And um, what was that like when you were representing us in, uh, in in Athens? How cool is that? Yeah, I mean, to say that I'm a Paralympian is pretty <laughs> amazing. You know, when I was a kid, I never thought I'd play on a soccer team, let alone travel the world playing a sport that I love, representing our country. Uh, but 
how cool is that? And I got to hang out with other physically disabled dudes and just got comfortable with uh, my own body. And, uh, and yeah, and all the material that came from that was priceless. <laughs> well, can, is it okay to tease the team that didn't score a single goal? Oh yeah, no, we 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 wear that badge proudly. <laughs> we uh, people are like, "How'd you guys do in the uh, Paralympics?" I'm like, well, we didn't have to worry about getting tested for any performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> no, that we uh, we got our butts kicked pretty pretty regularly. Did you, what was it like, I mean, I would imagine opening ceremonies and, you know, we don't dip the American flag and all, I mean, how cool is that to put on some sweats or whatever that said USA on it? It had to be surreal. Yeah, you know, and it's like one of those things where you don't really realize the magnitude of it until you're at the opening ceremonies and it's just this massive event and, you know, the fact that you're there representing uh, your home turf and where you're from, and you know, it just is is overall just an amazing experience. Unfortunately, you know, we didn't win a damn game, but whatever. Speaking we of, made it. Yes, speaking of Josh Blue, at uh, he'll be at Cobb's this weekend. I know you were born in the Cameroon, and are you a Cameroonian yeah. citizen because of that? No, I'm uh, I'm an American citizen. I have the option of doing dual citizenship, but um, every male uh, Cameroonian has to do two years in the military. So, <laughs> as uh, as good a sitcom as that would have been, um, I don't think it would have been very fun reality-wise. The only white guy with cerebral palsy in the Cameroonian <laughs> army. <laughs> But like I said, it'd be uh, a hell of a sitcom. <laughs> sure. Um, when you think about how much you know um, TV has meant for you, last Friday Carlos Mencia was in here, and uh, you kind of got your start on that show, didn't you? Yeah, that's actually where I first uh, my first giant venues that I played. Uh, Mencia took me out on the road with him, and he kind of saw what I was doing at a young age, and he was basically told me after he saw me that you can open for me anytime you want kid so i got to go and play these big theaters and do all this stuff so then when i got on last comic standing it was already kind of like old hat to me it wasn't as scary because i had already been touring on big big stages and then he invited me on his tv show the mind of mencia and my first real tv credit which is pretty cool in the beginning, did you have to overcome the sort of, oh, this is, you know, people, this is some sort of Rudy thing. They're going to let a guy with cerebral palsy tell some jokes. And then you had to say, oh, wait, no, this guy's actually talented and he's actually really, really funny. And he's not there because he has cerebral palsy. He's there because he's a very, very funny comedian. Did you have to kind of get over that hump in the beginning? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of that when you're starting out. Um and I hate to say it, there's still even that kind of thing nowadays where, you know, I mean, I have a lot of clout in the comedy world now, but sometimes people will come see me not knowing what they're coming to. And, you know, I, I smash your expectations right away within the first two minutes. You're in pain laughing. So, you know, uh, uh, palsy or not, uh, I'm a good comedian, you know. 
when you went to uh, overseas, that's like 10 years ago now, first of all, what was it like performing for the troops? And second of all, what was it like hanging out with Ron White when he was still drinking? Oh, man, I have still not recovered from that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, Ron is uh Ron is a force of nature when it comes to the party and man. He uh uh but I mean, how cool is it to um you know, I've done probably a hundred shows for the troops now over the years and that's just a, a cool uh cool thing. There's no more appreciative audience than, than the troops, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's always the the irony of their thanking you profusely while they're putting their lives on the line to allow us to do like frivolous things like, you know, the jobs that we do, it should be the other way around. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I got my biggest laugh I've ever had was on a base and there was a three-star general came in to my show late. And I, was, I was like, Hey man, I bet you get pissed when people show up to your stuff late <laughs> and the crowd went bonkers, man. <laughs> Yeah, you're not allowed to make fun of a major general. That's pretty amazing that, yeah, and you got carte blanche right there. That's awesome. Yeah, I should be locked up somewhere, but I got away with it. Yeah, you're on some no-fly list you don't know about right now. <laughs> exactly. I may be in San Francisco this weekend, depending on if I can get there. <laughs> yeah, well, this actually, the Bay Area used to be a huge military town with tons and tons of bases, and uh, Bill Clinton closed all of them. So we're kind of the antithesis of the military now. I, I think you're going to be okay here. Oh, good. All right, perfect. No, I'm looking forward to coming back, man. I, I like San Francisco a lot. Looking forward to being back at Cobbs. It's probably been 15 years since I've been at Cobbs. So. Yeah, I guess last time you were here was about eight years ago. You were at um, the punch um, punchline at that time. Um, the other thing before we let you go, I wanted to ask you about was when you did Ellen. Was that were you the first comedian to do Ellen? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, you know, coming up, I was always a huge fan of her stand up, and the fact that she asked me to be the first first one is pretty cool, and. I'm not. I haven't confirmed this, but I also believe I was the last comic to be on the show too. I did a an appearance last year, right before her show ended. So wow. I feel like I might have bookended it. And I should mention to people as well at joshblue.com. If you don't like the broccoli T-shirt, you can buy the eggplant T-shirt. Yeah, you know my sister actually hand makes all the stuff, so she sews everything and. Um, and you can order any vegetable you want or animal or anything. She's a very creative with fabric. I don't know how she does it. I think my nieces and nephew are in some type of sweatshop situation, but whatever. <laughs> Last question for you. Do you, <clears throat> down the road, uh, do you have anything planned that you, st I mean, like I said, you've already pumped out tons of specials. Is there anything else you're working on that we should uh, we should be aware of, or you just got the uh, the tour going strong? Yeah, you know, I actually just filmed my six hour special in January, and that's being edited now. So hopefully that will be up on some networks very soon. And then you know, I'm always striving toward my own uh, TV show or, or movies. You know, I'm ready for them to finally cast me as Spider Man. You know. <laughs> Why can't Spider-Man have cerebral palsy? You know what I mean? 
No, I know. That would be, you know, now, as you were saying, nowadays, that's much more inclusive, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think it's time. All right. It's time until then for you listening. Uh, and if you're uh, within the shout of uh, California, get over to Cobbs this weekend, uh, Friday, first show, 730. It's right down here on uh, Columbus Street. You can go to CobbsComedy.com for tickets. It is Josh Blue. Josh, good to catch up with you again, man, and uh, have a great time while you're in town. Yeah, man, I really appreciate you. Thanks for uh, having me on. All right, no doubt. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we will come on back on Sports Byline. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation. What do you do? Well, Skywatch is a free service that can help anyone with any airline reservation fix it. Whether you want to cancel it, change your dates, or add passengers, we can help fix your airline reservations so you get exactly what you need. We've updated our computer database and now have access to every airline around the globe. So now you can make one phone call, regardless of who booked your airline tickets, and we'll change it, cancel it, and fix it for you. We know the insider secrets to fixing reservations that the airline Airlines don't want you to know about. So if you need to cancel, change, or modify an existing airline reservation, call Skywatch right now. 
It's a free call, so let us fix it for you. 855-325-5647-855-325-5647-855-325-5647. That's 855-325-5647. To me, it's like a mountain, a vast bowl of pus. beats his servants. I don't have them, and if I did, I would be nice and sing like this. Coming up in the next hour, Mick Yardley, Mick the Pig. I would do this to his face, too, but this is my impression of Mick. I'd be like, hey, how about them Warriors? Yeah, you know, the Warriors, they really, uh, yeah. So we'll get a little of that. And then a triathlete as well. The NFL, of course, jumped into the streaming world last year with Amazon. And uh, now they're diving in any deeper, and that is there will be a wild card playoff game Saturday, January 13th, only on Peacock. Now, if you are in the markets of those two teams playing, you can get it on another channel. But how much did NBC Universal, which owned Peacock, pay to get this one wild card game? $110 million. You only do that if you're going to make money. Now, NFL media chief Hans Schroeder, he said expanding the digital distribution, maybe he speaks without an accent, expanding the digital distribution of NFL content while maintaining wide reach for our games continues to be a key priority for the league and bringing the excitement of NFL playoff game exclusively to Peacock streaming platform is the next step in that strategy. So just to let you know, if you want to watch NFL games or playoff games this season, CBS, Fox, NBC, ESPN, ESPN+, Plus, ABC, NFL Network, Amazon Prime, and Peacock. You might say, Rick, did you say ESPN+, Plus? yes, because the Falcons, Jags, and London only ESPN Plus. <laughs> and by the way, Peacock also gets one regular season game. It'll be a primetime matchup between the Bills and the Chargers. That's a pretty good game because that's uh, Herbert versus Allen. That's not a bad game to have. Now, here's the thing. Amazon has about 160 million subscribers. Peacock has 20. Peacock is people like me who want to watch soccer. I have to have that stupid streaming system, which sucks. Other than that, it's great. So um, this is gonna, a lot of people are going to start subscribing to Peacock. This is the, the whole thing. But then again, if the Wi-Fi goes out, you're screwed. 
All right, as I mentioned, we have another hour to go, and uh, we will come on back right here on Sports Byline USA. News. I'm Rich Johnson. We're going to come together because there's no alternative to do the right thing for the country. President Biden says he's confident there will be a new budget deal and an increase in the debt ceiling before the government would start defaulting on its debts. He also says the talks, now in the hands of a small group of senior aides, are about just one thing. This negotiation is about the outlines of what the budget will look like, not about whether or not we're going to, in fact, pay our debts. The leaders have all agreed. We will not default. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy tells CNBC the debt ceiling must come into play sometime. We're now at a debt that we have as larger than an economy, more than 20%. We haven't seen this since World War II. And you can't continue down this trajectory. The president's Asia tour has now been shortened. He's heading to Japan for the G7 summit. But the other two stops, Australia and Papua New Guinea, have been canceled so he can be back in Washington by Sunday. The Homeland Security Department says it's counting fewer migrants at the southern border. Encounters dropping from about 10,000 a day over the weekend to about 4,000 a day. Here's Assistant DHS Secretary Blas Nunez Neto. We attribute the reduction in encounters at our border both to the consequences that we have strengthened and put in place for unlawful entry and the lawful pathways that we have expanded. He also says they're counting fewer people deciding to make the trek from South America to the border. People who speak for Britain's Prince Harry and wife Meghan say the couple's very upset over a long, dangerous encounter with paparazzi last night in New York City. A statement says the couple's car was chased for nearly two hours by photographers, nearly causing several accidents along the way. Nobody was hurt. A grand jury in Moscow, Idaho, has now indicted former criminology student Brian Koberger for killing four University of Idaho students last year. Koberger will be arraigned on Monday. This is USA News. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firms online at CordellCordell.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Online at CordellCordell.com. CordellCordell.com. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA. Or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. Florida is sending more than 1,100 law enforcement agents, state troopers, and National Guard troops to Texas. It's an answer to Texas Governor Greg Abbott's appeal to help with the border crisis. 
We've heard about the so-called surging of resources to the southern border, staffers, troops, others. What about immigration judges? One of the things that I've pushed for is immigration judges. This is how you solve the crisis. You surge immigration judges to the border. Texas Congressman Tony Gonzalez wants that to happen to speed up the asylum application process. Folks get their cases heard in days, not years. If they do not qualify for asylum, you send them back. Gonzalez believes that 9 out of 10 asylum seekers would not qualify and be sent back to their home countries. A new fight involving former President Trump and the group that defined the late 70s disco era. The village people who are still performing 40 plus years later have sent a cease and desist order to Trump demanding that he stop using Macho Man at events. A village people cover band recently performed at Mar-a-Lago what the real group calls an unauthorized use of its image and likeness. NBA star John Morant's apologizing again for once again being caught on video flashing a gun. A friend live stream video of Morant and the gun last week. Earlier this year, the Memphis Grizzlies point guard was suspended for eight games for flashing a gun inside a Denver area nightclub. I'm Rich Johnson, USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8-Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145-800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. You know, when um, Live Golf announced, we have an American television contract. Really? Who is it? Uh, the, the CW. Oh, the CW? Yeah, the CW. Well, that's better than nothing. Well, you think they would have learned their lesson from the Heidi game. Because they had a live golf tournament in Oklahoma. Of course they did. Saudi Arabia? No, Oklahoma. Had a very exciting finish. 
Yes, because um, Dustin Johnson birdied the final hole and forced a three-way playoff with Brandon Grace and Cameron Smith. But the network cut away because it went long. 6.30 p.m. Eastern. In Miami, the CW station started airing an episode of The Goldbergs. In New York, WPIX aired an episode of Penn & Teller, Fool Us. And (laughs) even in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, the site of the tournament, they cut away from coverage for an episode of The Neighborhood. I remember when I worked at Sports Channel, we had a double overtime playoff game with the Bruins and someone, Sports Channel America, and we were going to air our first ever Giants game in 1990. And we cut away from the Stanley Cup playoff game to go to the Giants. And I remember even as a kid in the control room, the boss said, what do you think? And I said, you cannot cut away from something people have spent three hours on. He's like, yeah, but I don't want to make the Giants mad. Cut away. All the phone rang all night. It was the stupidest thing, the stupidest decision. But yeah, the CW, three-hole playoff. Sorry, got to get to uh, Jeff Garland and the Goldbergs. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> all right, one eight hundred eight seven eight play is the number to call. One eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. Get you in, get you heard wherever you might happen to be listening in this great land of ours. Coming up next, Mick Yardley, right here on Byline. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Collectible Exchange is the most trusted sports memorabilia company in the country, carrying game-used, autographed, and other one-of-a-kind items. Founded by collecting icon Brandon Steiner from Steiner Sports, they can also help you evaluate, authenticate, and sell your sports collectibles. Check out CollectibleExchange.com and use code RADIO20 for 20% off between now and Father's Day. With over 150,000 items and over 80 pro and college athletes selling directly to you. That's code RADIO20 at CollectibleExchange.com. This is J.D. Sharp. I've been developing a revolutionary sports handicapping service, and you can be a part of the beta. Sign up at BetUS.com with a deposit of as little as $50 and use the promo code SHARPBETTING. Email a screenshot of your account to WorldwideSharp at gmail.com and I'll reply personally with my plays. My NFL record this season was an industry best 72 and 33, and this is the only way to know all my plays the moment I make them. Let's keep making money together.
Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. That's 800 754 4531. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Coming up next, Rick Tittle. All right, we're... We're waiting on Mick Yardley, and if we get him, then we'll throw him on the air. Literally pick him up and throw him on the air. By the way, it's never a good idea to win the league in a rival stadium. Barcelona in the Barcelona Derby against Espanyol, and that's with a Y, not an Enye. They won it on Sunday, and the Espanyol supporters ran onto the field, and the riot police had to come out. Here's the thing. In America, you'd have to call the riot police. The riot police was already ready to go with the big masks and the helmets and the plexiglass shields. Policia Mosos de Squadra. They were ready to go. I remember one time not that long ago when Arsenal won the league at White Hart Lane, they were dogpiling. And uh, Tottenham was also dogpiling. Why were they happy about Arsenal winning? They weren't, is that Tottenham secured their safety. (laughs) They weren't going to get relegated. I know. That's pretty bad. Now, I think that's just sad. Rick, I think that's just sad. I know. Uh, But uh, you can feel free to uh, get in and get heard wherever you are listening in this great land of ours. And, eh, like I say, so-so foreign lands. We had game one of the uh, Western Conference Finals yesterday in Denver, and I only started watching a little bit of that because the lottery went right into it. And uh, the Nuggets uh, ended up um, winning, and Jokic, 31 points, 19 rebounds, 12 assists. We call that a triple-double. And that was at the end of the third quarter. What? Yes. At the end of the third quarter, Jokic had 31 points, 19 rebounds, 12 assists. But here's the thing. Coming into the series, everybody was looking at Jokic versus Davis. The best defensive player in the world, maybe the best offensive player in the paint. Right? Well, 
Jokic, as I said, you saw what he was able to do. I mean, what, what is what is uh, he, Jokic is defense proof at this point. And Darvin Ham, the coach of the Lakers, saw that Jokic couldn't be stopped by a single defender, so he made a change. And he took the best defensive paint player in the world off of Jokic, and he put Rui Hachimura on him. Now, Jokic only tried two shots, and he missed both with Hachimura on him, which drew a lot of of praise from people. But Jokic was able to coax help out of the matchup in the third quarter, and he started turning it into threes for his uh, teammates. Now, Davis spent most of the first two rounds functioning as a help defender. What does that mean? Well, he was sticking on non-scorers, Xavier Tillman in the first round, Kevon Looney in the second round. And yeah, Hachimura challenged Jokic, but what ultimately stopped him was the knowledge that Davis was waiting for him in the paint, maybe, could you say it? But what about LeBron? The first two rounds were littered with problematic matchups for LeBron. He had an injured foot. He just doesn't have enough burst, blah, 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 blah. The Grizzlies defended him with Tillman, with Jaron Jackson, with Dylan Brooks, who ain't on the team. But bullying smaller guards, James can do that. If you think about switching on to guys like Steph Curry, Jamal Murray was his target over and over again. James used screens to force Murray to switch on to him. He'd either drive by him knowing that Denver ain't that good around the rim, but still finishing game one with 26 points, 12 rebounds, and nine assists. And if Davis hadn't scored 40, maybe James could have gone for more. But, I mean, there isn't an obvious fix for Denver. They simply have too many small guards in the rotation to avoid getting switch-hunted. It's a witch hunt. I mean, a switch hunt. Yes. True. When Murray sits... James can turn his attention to Kentavious Caldwell Pope of Greenwich Village. For all of Jokic's um, talents, he's just not a fantastic rim protector. And that's where Denver is at their weakest. But as remarkable as it might seem, given the way the game started, the duo and James going for 66 points and outscoring Jokic and Murray by one, It's not as though James and Davis went completely without help. Reeves, the Kobe of the Ozarks. That guy has the same stupid look on his face at all times. I guess he can't help it, right? Uh, Hachi, Murray, and Reeves combined for 40. But 20 points from the rest of the roster. Schroeder started the game, only took three shots. The Lakers lost D'Angelo Russell's minutes. I mean, six Nuggets scored in double figures in game one. And if you think about the fundamental difference in the ways that the Lakers and the Nuggets rely on their role players, so often this season, the Laker wins have just boiled down to performances for someone in the supporting cast. I mean, if you think about Hachimura in game one against Memphis or, of course, the Lonnie Walker game in game four against the Warriors... But Denver's role players are far more reliable as kind of like cogs in the machine. <clears throat> I mean, Caldwell Pope made shots that Jokic has been creating for him all year long. Brown has thrived as a bench unit ball handler 
from the moment he got to Denver. And you know, Denver kind of has defined those roles. I think the Lakers just have a number number of these individual scorers vying for minutes is what it really was. But you know, I I hate Denver because of the donkeys and I always will. But on the other hand, uh <laughs> I can't root for the Lakers. Another NBA note, James Harden is going to opt out of uh, his deal reportedly to the Bleacher Reports Chris Haynes. His player option is 35.6 million. Wow. He said that um he will only further entertain suitors that present a competitive roster and the basketball freedom for me to be myself too. Wow. Well, Harden could stay with the Sixers and uh, they are a competitive team. It's not like he's leaving for sure. If they do leave him, maybe they would have to consider breaking up a little bit more of the roster, like getting out of Tobias Harris's contracts. People are talking about, oh, maybe a Joel Embiid trade. Yeah, you're going to trade the MVP. Get ready for the riots down Broad Street. Harden is not the MVP. He had that great game one without Embiid in the last round, and then he did nothing. He's 34 years old this summer. His decline has already started. I'm sure Daryl Morey wants to get Harden back on the team bus. It sounds like the Sixers are going to have to pay a very steep fare. Just hope that the bus doesn't break down. But, you know, look, Harden played well this season. Um, If you think about he led the league in assists. I mean, it almost hurts me to say that because I feel like I'm saying something that's a ball-faced lie. Once again, Harden led the league in assists, and he averaged 21 points. That is why he gets paid what he gets paid. But it, it is hilarious to say $35.6 million? Nah. Well, if you can get more than that, that's why you, you opt out. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Let's take a break. Lines are open at 1-800-878-PLAY. would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than two dollars a day that's right for about 50 bucks a month you'll get lightning fast internet are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet then call whole home connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases no hidden fees no contracts no upfront costs no equipment fees it's a great deal and guess what you can try it for 15 days if you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees, and our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. 800-617-5145. That's 800-617-5145. 
If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. Are you saying that I put an abnormal brain into a seven and a half foot long 54-inch white gorilla! Is that what you're telling me? This is the only sports talk show that features a Rhodes Scholar, but he ain't here today. Now, back to Rick Tittle. All right, thank you for that. Coming up in the next segment, we will have triathlete Michelle Grady-Fia. It's going to be an escape from Alcatraz right here. They never found the escapees. They were eaten by sharks. Were they? The the Blue Jays and the Yankees, uh, very spirited series they have had and there was a uh, a little piece of uh, video where Aaron Judge while he's in the batter's box ready for the pitch glanced over to the dugout and then glanced back at the last second and um, the Blue Jays broadcasters um, chimed in 
It was uh, Dan Shulman and Buck Martinez. Shulman said, all right, Buck, so you and I looked at each other right when we saw this three pitches ago. Martinez says, watch what he's looking at. Shulman says, what is that? Where is he looking? He did it more than once. And Shulman said, you don't want to go throw allegations around without knowing. Martinez said, I've had guys look back when I was catching, and you obviously could see it. He couldn't see the catcher the way he was looking right here. Then Shulman said, he just did it again. And he pummeled him. He hit it a country mile for his second home run of the night. Martinez said, once again, he's looking at something. And the next move is that powerful swing. And he blasts one to center field. I've not seen that before with him. I've not seen that. And so uh, Aaron Judge, after the game, uh, said that, uh, you know, he was looking towards the Yankees' dugout because he didn't like how much his teammates were chirping the umpire with a 6-0 lead. He said, I said a couple things to some of the guys in the dugout, especially after the game, hopefully won't happen again. There was kind of a lot of chirping coming from our dugout, which I really didn't like in our situation of a 6 nothing game. Now, Blue Jays manager John Schneider, wasn't he on Dukes of Hazard in the Tittle show a couple of times? He was suspicious. And uh, he said, uh, it's kind of odd that a hitter would be looking in that direction. He's obviously looking in that direction for a reason. He said, we just want to make sure that every coach is where they should be on the field, and I'm confident they will be going forward. In terms of the league, we just want to make sure of that. Well, then last night, tempers flared. Schneider yelled at Yankees third base coach Luis Rojas from standing way outside the box. And then Luis Rojas yelled back, and then Schneider said, shut up, fat boy, which I thought was kind of funny since Schneider's also a fat boy. I don't read lips, but you can see that one. Shut up, fat boy. And so then, oh, I'm just getting started. Domingo Herman, the pitcher, was thrown out of the game for a foreign substance. That's right, Cuban cigars. They went out and checked on him. Crew chief James Hoy said to MLB.com that Herman's pitching hand was the stickiest I've ever felt and added that it was definitely not rosin. Aaron Boone said they felt it was too sticky and they ran him. Obviously, it's not okay. But also, we're talking, what is the line? So it's difficult. And obviously, it raised it to a level. Of course, he's been in the crosshairs a bit, but it was raised to a level that they didn't feel was good. And ultimately, that's Domingo's responsibility. We're in a better position there. Now, you might remember mid-April, Herman was allowed to wash his hands and remain in the game against the Twins, and Rocco Baldelli had a baby over that. But... Three of the four umpires, Hoy, John Libka, and and DJ Rayburn, they were on that crew for the Minnesota game. And following that game, Hoy 
crew chief, once again, explained that her mom was allowed to stay in the game because the stickiness was not excessive. That was April 15th. He said this was not an ejectable offense because we didn't feel it rose to the foreign substance standard where it affected his pitching. For what it's worth, Herman's spin rates Tuesday night were right in line with his season averages. That doesn't mean he was not using foreign substances. It only means that he was using them no more or no less than he has throughout the season because MLB monitors spin rates to nab those pitchers. Herman said, through a translator there, the umpire from first base, uh, Rayburn, was the one that was pressing on my hand. He felt like it was too much, and he called over the other umpires to verify. I didn't get a clear explanation at the moment, and then it ended up throwing me out of the game. They kept saying, look at the brown stuff on his pants. He said that was chewing tobacco. Well, isn't chewing tobacco illegal? It's been a while. Now, if you get ejected for foreign substances, you get automatic 10 games. Happened to Scherzer. He didn't even appeal it. Remember, MLB has ramped this up the last couple of years. But this was an intense game. And then when Aaron Judge was told that people thought he was cheating, in other words, banging on trash cans or whatever it is, he looks in the dugout, somebody gives a sign, fastball, breaking ball. That's basically what they're accusing him of. Judge said, I've got some choice words about that, but better to just keep that off the record. But I'm not happy about it. But people can say what they want. I've got a game to play. I've got things to do. He has hit five home runs in the last four games, too. So <clears throat> uh, the good thing is those are division rivals. And they're both big spenders. And uh, they will go at it some more, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I also saw that the pitcher, Jay Jackson, said he was tipping his pitches Monday night when he did give up a home run to Aaron Judge. And, I, I mean, it's just there's so much to this series when you get. But uh, we were at the quarter pole of the – now people remind me the quarter pole is the last quarter. Whatever, we're a quarter of the way through the season. And we're, I was talking about MVPs, rookies of the year, Cy Youngs, things like that. But the letter grade that one of my old professors thought was an abomination. But baseball writer Dane Perry gave a letter grade to every team. And it's actually pretty funny. He gave the A's a G. He said F isn't low enough. Misread his blurb. Athletics, grade G. No, G is not a grade in a traditional manner of things, but for the A's, we need something lower than the rather pedestrian F. This G is entirely a reflection of ownership's calculated decision to trot out a base humiliation of a roster, all to advance the goal of getting a raft of corporate welfare from Las Vegas. Owner John Fisher and his chief enabler, Team President Dave Cavill, deserve shame and scorn for as long as they infect the sport. As for the team on the field, with malice aforethought, they're on pace for almost 130 losses this season. The A's had a walk-off win last night. Estuary Ruiz got his second one of the season, got yet another home run from Brett Rooker, got a grand slam from Rule 5 pick. 
Ryan Noda. But see, the A's can't pitch. All they can hope to do is win those close games. But think about this. First of all, I love that this guy, a national writer, says they're infecting the sport. And they are. To take a team, and as I say, one of the great teams in baseball history, and just treat it like a turd. Not even a turd. Because a turd you'd flush down the toilet. They're like torturing the turd before they fl- All right, that's gross. Anyway, torture the turd, my new podcast. Hashtag. But the A's in 10 of their wins had to come back in their last at bat seven times. That means the A's very, very, very close to having three wins. If they didn't rally their asses off seven times, they would have three wins. So if anything, if you want to compliment this team, they don't quit. But here's the thing. If you're the guy on the field, you don't think, "Mm, let's just tank it. You're thinking, I want to stay in the big leagues. I want some other team to sign me. I want to be a multimillionaire. I got to play my ass off. No one on the field is dogging it. They're all trying, and they're all former All-Americans or whatever. So, but 10 wins, seven were last-minute wins. <laughs> oh, they could only have three wins. Come on back. strawberry frosty is back for the summer because if it's summertime it's frosty time beach time frosty time tea time frosty time me time frosty time treat yourself to wendy's strawberry frosty this summer and make time for frosty time choose wisely choose wendy's now open till midnight or later limited time only participating u.s wendy's hours may vary This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. 
Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. Paid for by Steel Man Pills. 800-965-1295. 800-965-1295. That's 800-965-1295. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8-Side Network's outstanding 8-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. You talking to me? You talking to me? Rick Tittle can usually be found at He Baby Mama House. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show triathlete Michelle Grady-Fia here to promote Escape from Alcatraz, which is a world-famous triathlon here in the Bay Area. It's going to take place June 9th through June uh, 11th. Michelle, welcome to the program. Tell us a little bit more about how you got involved in this uh, really cool event. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my last name is Faya. Real cool. Faya. That out there, Faya. Um, I, this is actually my 20th year doing in the sport of triathlon, and um, I had heard about Escape from Alcatraz a few years ago, and it just became a bucket list race that you know, I always wanted to do, and I happened to get in, so... Uh, here I am. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more um, about uh, RIPE, R-I-P-E, and how that comes into it. So RIPE, R-Y-P-E, it's actually acronym stands for Realizing Your Potential Every Day. Um, like I said, I started in the sport about 20 years ago, and my first finish line experience um, was super empowering for me. Um, I burst into tears. I was unexpected. Um, and it was just, you know, just a really cool feeling that um, I had that I felt transcended uh, just the sport. It was, you know, you train, you, you apply yourself, um, you focus, and you cross the finish line. And so I started this organization um, really to promote it within the uh, black community amongst women. Because, you know, as I continued my, um, I guess, career, if you will, with triathlon, I just didn't see faces that looked like mine. 
Um, so that's where rights came uh, about. And, and a few years ago, we expanded the program uh, really uh, to focus on adolescent girls. Um, in 2014, USAT, which is the governing body over the sport, put a lot of focus on growing uh, Division One and Division Two women's teams, uh, you know, across the country, and so we just kind of wanted to become a, a bridge between some of these underrepresented communities and these collegiate programs. You know, one of the things I've always noticed about triathletes, and, and first of all, you know, I I played two sports in college, and yet I can't even imagine doing something like this. Is that a lot of the athletes are people who like they don't consider themselves athletes in other words traditional baseball basketball football players whatever it's mm-hmm. it's sort of a different mindset it, was that true with you as well uh yeah absolutely i feel that i i i, I used to always refer to the sport as a midlife crisis sport. <laughs> um it just kind of seems that the the largest age groups um at any of these races happen to be you know people between the ages of 35 and 50 um, and, uh, yeah, most of them did not consider themselves athletes, did not play sports in high school or, or college. I mean, just sort of fell into, um, you know, this in, in endurance, uh, sport. And, uh, it's grown a lot. Uh, now I'm starting to see the younger age groups, uh, kind of expand. And I think a lot of that has to do with, like I said, the focus that they're putting at, at the collegiate level. Um, but, you know, it, it, and, and it's really not a sport that was super popular here in the United States. It was really more kind of a European thing. And, um, and, and now just kind of, kind of taking, taking on some, some steam. When you think about the fact that now you're a certified triathlon coach I, I i obviously the the physical stuff is there but the mental aspect i mean do you almost have to be a psychologist when you're coaching a sport like this <laughs> um i mean i guess to some degree and it's interesting that you asked me about that i had a, a training uh session this morning in which um, you know, the, the coach that was kind of helping me because we were going through swim stuff, it was all get out of your head um, because it is super mental, especially, um, you know, thinking about this race, Alcatraz, and the swim specifically. And, you know, the swim is always kind of the hardest part for, you know, most folks coming into triathlon the sport of triathlon they're runners or they're avid cyclists and then swim is is um super hard so yes it is um it it does require a lot of mental fortitude to say i'm going to get out of this water whatever body of water it is i'm going to get on my bike i'm going to you know ride my bike and then get off the bike and run because there's plenty of times uh through the course of that where you're like uh who thought to do this (laughs) (laughs) couple more questions for Michelle Grady. Faya from Escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> this uh, event uh, is $775 to enter, and there's a, <laughs> there's a long wait list. They're going to have a lottery right before it starts to see who makes it. So this isn't kind of some little uh, fundraising Sunday jog. I mean, this you're going to get people from all over the world, as you were mentioning. What What is the competition? How How vicious is it? Um, I don't know because I don't focus on that. I'm not uh, an elite athlete. I'm not a pro. Um, I'm not looking to podium. Uh, so the race on um, June 11th is with me. And, you know, get out of the water. <laughs> 
get through that one and a half mile transition between the water and the bike, get on the bike, right? 18 miles is going to probably be all uphill. Um, get off your bike and finish the run. Um, so, you know, I, you know, that's, that, that, that's, that's sort of my, my approach to it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really not around about the, the, the competition because it's with me. How out of body does it get when you get to a point where, because I mean, I, I guess that's all, you know, I don't know if it's the endorphins kick in or the insanity kicks in, but like, you know, <laughs> so you're sort of watching yourself run type of thing. Yeah, because that's not my favorite part. Um, so, uh, you know, it is really about, hey, you know, you've done this really hard swim. You've finished the super challenging bike, and you want your bling. That's my mantra. Go get your bling. Um, and so it's just, you know, keep moving forward. Um, you know, people are like, oh, my God, you were walking. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm, just keep moving forward. So. Here's the other thing. You know, you hear about, yeah, you hear about this, uh, these triathlons and Kona or whatever in Hawaii, but the thing I can tell you as a native, and I'm sure you know yourself, the water is freezing. <laughs> you got to have a wetsuit on. That's a that's a whole other thing to deal with. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, so you uh, actually brought up my biggest fear. It is the jump off of the boat into the water, and I'm like, please don't let my heart stop because it's so cold. <laughs> um, you know, I've, uh, it's the, the distance of the swim isn't uh, super challenging for me. I am, a, um, you know, a, an Ironman finisher, so I've done the 140.6 distance. Um, but, you know, this cold water is, is probably, um, you know, what I, I uh, you know, scares me the most. And, and I, I think it kind of keeps me up at night. And um, so, you know, it's, uh, my thing is it's not going to stop your heart. <laughs> um, just kind of get in, acclimate myself find something to sight on and, and, and get to the, get to the shore. <laughs> there are, um, just like in any marathon, there's, there are professional runners and I know that you need the USAT pro license to be a pro in this, but you're also joined with 2000 amateurs as you, you know, jump off the horn blower there. Do you, do they ever get in the way kind of like a slow horse at the Kentucky Derby? I don't know, not in my opinion. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that I love about this sport is community, the community, the triathlon community. Um, So where I I think people don't understand what that vibe is like, and while I've never done Alcatraz before, I know what it's like to kind of be, you know, either on, on the beach or, you know, standing on the side of a lake waiting to start a race. And the, the the atmosphere is truly nothing but kind of love and encouragement. You've got this. Let's go have fun. This is going to be awesome. Um, so, you know, it, it's never, you know, like competitive or, um, and, and, you know, we've, we're kind of separated from the pros. They always let the pros go first. And so the, then the rest of the, the, the rest of the crew is just really a, a, a kind of a love stuff community type thing. <laughs> so all in all, how much time, does this uh, like what window do you, would you say is if you run if you do all three events really well, uh, you should be in this window combined. What what would that be? What to fit from a finish perspective? Just just for all the, the the time for all three events. What would be a good time for your uh, athletes? For me, uh, for me, I am anticipating 
about four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four but, and some change. But yeah. the pros, they want to get to like 205, like in there, right? I, I, I think, you know, I don't, I never really did. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I said, you know, uh, that bike ride, 18 um, miles, the pros can obviously push, you know, 25 to, to 28 miles per hour, probably even with the hills. You know, a, a pro runner is probably going to finish eight miles in maybe a, a little over an hour. So, you know, I would say probably for them, you know, two and some change um, is probably a good time. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> true. And then before we let you go, um, once again, if you want to uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, how we can uh, um, get involved in uh, helping your 501c3 uh, ripe. Oh, sweet. Uh, so our website is www.ripe.org, and it's R-Y-P-E. Um, you know, we have programs. We have what we call our, you know, Team Ripe, which, you know, uh, it's really kind of the community for adult women, and we're not exclusive. We're extremely inclusive. It's just our focus is, you know, really bringing the sport to underrepresented communities. Um, but kind of our, our, you know, our grassroots uh, program is this um, uh, program for girls, grade, grade 7 through 12 to, you know, I, everybody is not going to want to do that at the collegiate level, but beginning to identify young girls. Um, because, there's, you know, as I talk to some of these coaches at these universities, there's money on the table that is just not being utilized because they just don't have um, the athletes to, to, to get these scholarships. So, you know, really trying, like I said, be a bridge between these underrepresented communities and some of these programs. So that's uh, kind of where, you know, we, we like to focus uh, donations and, um, you know, kind of helping us uh, uh, provide uh, bikes uh, because, that, you know, the, the sport can be a little cost prohibitive, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, like I said, bikes and, and, and getting good run shoes and tri suits. Um, so, yeah, that, 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 that would help us a lot to uh, kind of donate to that cost. Every interview is fire with Michelle Grady. Fire. <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz coming up here the second weekend in June right here in San Francisco. Michelle, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Island. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. 1-800-273-8255. 
All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the Legal Helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. You're crazy. You're crazy, man. You're crazy. I like you. But you're crazy. saw Rick Tittle at the laundromat last night, and I was hella checking him out. I just kept staring at him, and he played like I wasn't even there. I be like that then. All right, thank you for that. And um, tomorrow in studio, we're supposed to have Jake Johansson once again, one of my favorite comedians from the 80s who's still doing it. He's in town at the punchline. Um, when I heard from that interview with Michelle that it cost $775 just to enter, I thought, wow, that's a pretty expensive endeavor. And then I thought, how much does it cost to climb Mount Everest? So I looked it up. 
to get a permit, it's $11,000. Now, here's the thing. We've heard guys say that they give permits to everybody and you have a bunch of amateurs clogging up the highway and you have to, like, come back down. Otherwise, you'll die if you go too slow. That's the guy was telling us there was a bunch of um, a group from China that couldn't go up the ladder and then they had to go back down. You pay 11000 If you want a Sherpa guide, a Sherpa guide is $60,000. Now, if you don't have a Sherpa guide, your, your odds of dying probably skyrocket. <laughs> so you basically, and that's not with flights and base camp, you're basically looking, I would think, at $100,000 with everything else or somewhere close. And that's why you want to make sure that you know what you're doing. Yeah, why don't we just go try and climb Everest? Yeah, why not? Let's just throw some money at that. All right, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back at 9 a.m. tomorrow with another live edition of your favorite show ever. It's Titillating Sports. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.